0: To get started, visit plushcare.com slash loss. That's plushcare.com slash loss.
1: This is a Lip Media Podcast. You have to ask the song with a question. An example, if we want to practice playing it, is Pop Quiz Hot Shot.
0: Game has started. It started. <laughs> it's on. Game yet. has
1: started. <laughs> and then everyone's like, okay, okay, okay. Um, <laughs> Where can you check in anytime you like, but you can never leave?
0: Hello, my name is June. And I'm Tess, And you're listening to our podcast, List Me Tender where we delve into bucket list of things to do before you turn 30. So today, we are talking about taking a road trip.
2: Daph, can you read the blurb for us? The blurb for this week is, Still haven't gotten an international driving license? It's time to apply for it and plan for a cross-country road trip with your partners or friends. Chalk out the route map and spot the places that you wish to cover. While flights may seem to be a more convenient option, This road trip will teach you several lessons that might come handy in other circumstances in life and what morrow you'll come back with memories to cherish forever. This is a very corny blurb (laughs) this week. (laughs) They are sometimes very corny. So, Daff, I believe you uh, have someone
0: special to introduce
2: us so to. So, when we were going through season two and listing out all the topics that we we're going to cover, when we came to this topic, mm-hmm. it occurred to me that I have a super good friend, uh, and her name is Jane Burhawk. And I've known her back Ooh. in the day since in our agency lives when we were little babies. Amazing. And I thought of Jane because I remember she did this road trip through the Northern Territory um, as part of a competition mm. that I think you won, Jane. And you did yeah. this, and you had so much fun. And I was like, "Oh my god, Jane would be the best person we can chat about taking a road trip." So yes, hi Jane, hi, hi Jane, hi guys, <laughs> welcome to the show. Thank yeah, you, thank, thank you. you for being our guest. Very excited to kind of jump into this. It seems that NT was just one of many road trips Mm -hmm. (laughs) that you have partaken. (laughs) A lifetime of road trips, it seems. (laughs) Yeah. So Mm -hmm. should we start maybe in Jane and tell us a little bit about yourself? Yeah,
1: sure. Yeah, I'm Jane. Daphne and I met in the advertising world uh, almost a decade ago, Mm -hmm. and my background is sort of creative advertising. So thinking of ideas, it's a bit of a slashy, so I was an art director and copywriter, and sort of getting into that world i now run my own agency called common ventures in sydney wow
2: that's yeah talk to us about road trips that you have done and then obviously june and i will throw 100 questions your way like we always
1: do yeah i was a bit the same i was like oh i'm not sure why i was chosen for road trips what (laughs) and yeah i think you easily forget that um yeah, a lot of holidays, especially in Australia, are spent on the road for long periods of time mm-hmm. driving through country towns. And, yeah, so when when you guys asked me to think about what road trips I've been on or some tips and trips, I kind of had to dig into the memory bank and I was like, oh... I guess my earliest memories of being on the road or going on holidays that involve long drives and backseat snacks was, was growing up as a kid. And mm. for those of you who like don't live in Australia, it's a ridiculously big place and, um, to get and en- Yeah. <laughs> and that like, yeah, like you look at people that are like, Oh, I live in Europe now or I live in the UK and I'm just going to go to Spain for the weekend. It's like to get to another right. state in Australia <laughs> takes you half a day.
2: <laughs> I th- I think that's the thing. Yeah, right? the cities like yeah, far the away. cities are so far away. And I think for us living in Sydney, um, where we where we're all kind of from, yeah, it's from, mm-hmm. like we forget how big australia is and how there are like so mm-hmm. many little towns um but coming back to i guess your childhood jane mm. i know you grew up on a farm because i remember when you told me that i was so like enthralled i was Whoa. like i want to go and visit you on your <laughs> farm so wow yeah, yes. us, fascinating yeah tell us a bit about that
1: well i grew up i grew up uh, in a small town called mount Moriac outside of South mm-hmm. melbourne which is two-hour drive from Melbourne and I grew up on 17 acres Um, and to put things into yeah to put things into perspective like um, the average land size in Sydney for a freestanding house is like 0.04 acres (laughs) so it's
0: like so you lived in a city by yourself (laughs) (laughs) with your family (laughs) yeah
1: so it it wasn't a massive massive like rural farm it was just like a hobby farm and and we had Mm. horses and dogs and cats and all that. Um, but yeah, it was a pretty idyllic, uh, way to grow up. Uh, but yeah, Mount Moriac place where it's all happening <laughs> but yeah so when we go on family holidays especially um when we were younger um it's quite Mount Moriac's quite southern um in terms of australia and so it gets really mm-hmm. cold and freezing and and queensland um is idyllic most of the year and kind of bright and sunny so mm-hmm. we drive up the highway yeah, cool yeah. we <laughs> drive up the highway which um it takes over like twenty hours to get to
0: Queensland. Oh my god! Yeah, and we'd—that's just purely driving, right? Twenty hours. Yeah, that's of if you
1: were doing non-stop. That was me <laughs> doing a bit of Google Maps research to be like, okay, how far away <laughs> is my old house to the border? Yeah. Um, wow. Yeah. So I have these like really fond memories. For some reason, my dad was kind of named Captain Funster, and he would like pick like these horrible activities and these really dodgy like roadside motels. Like I remember one called like the Shalom Bar and you had to like reverse onto the toilet. It was so, so small. Um. yeah and you just have these it's like amazing. fond memories of like stopping off at service stations or like cute country town bakeries and buying like homemade pies and stopping at the big banana like Australia also has these
2: oh the big
0: yeah. banana
2: <laughs> so nostalgic
1: for some reason our country has these weird giant
2: fruits, <laughs> yeah,
1: fruits. yeah like like landmarks where it's a it's very exciting. Yeah, the big banana, the big prawn. There's a big
0: sheep somewhere. Oh, yeah. yeah. And
1: so, like, as a kid, they're, like, they're amazing, especially when you haven't seen much for mm-hmm. <laughs> for hours on end.
0: Just fields
2: for days and then there's yeah. a big banana so I had a question for you so yeah would you say that like your parents were quite adventurous I'm not sure about you June if we were to go on a holiday it would always be catch a flight mm. do you think that's partially I guess your parents enjoyed that or was it just a thing that you did growing up mm-hmm.
1: yeah I think I think my parents definitely enjoyed the the adventurous side of it and the independence, like you have a lot more control, and you kind of can discover things on
0: the way, right? You it's know, not like you have an itinerary. Right. Necessarily. Yeah. yeah,
1: if you like a place, you can stay there a bit longer. And and I think um, in their youth, like they did do a, a lot of travel across the Northern Territory. And and I don't know if like uh, once they started a family, they're like, oh, let's you know, let's yeah. kind of keep living those heydays of the 60s and 70s.
0: So two important questions. Firstly, what snacks do you remember eating <laughs> along the way? And then secondly, have you noticed those motels don't really exist anymore? Those motels where you get the toast in the little bags. Yeah, um, I think
1: like from those from those formative road tripping years, I can't really remember the snacks. Like I do remember um, the Great Ocean Road is kind of one of the key drives Ooh, yeah, that's right. um, in southern Victoria, and yeah. we used to do that to go camping and things like that, which was a smaller trip, mm-hmm. um, and it's really, really, really windy. And in the backseat mm-hmm. was kind of my playground, and I wouldn't look at the road, and I just remember one day saying to my mum, oh, my doll, my doll's done sick stuff, and like, because <laughs> <laughs> she's eaten peaches. <laughs> but it was really just because I... Been sick, and so I was just like reenacting.
0: <laughs> and you pinned yeah, it on your doll. So I blamed it on my doll. <laughs> she couldn't defend herself.
1: So no snack <laughs> memories, but memories of feeling unwell. Memories
2: of throwing up. <laughs> <as Yeah>. <laughs> the snacks. Yeah.
1: Um And yeah, I think it's really sad. I think the original like motel in Melbourne, one mm. of the first ones on the highway, which was kind of heritage listed. I mean, you used to be out to stay there, and it was quite mm-hmm. nostalgic, but they've like developed it now. and and you still see a couple around Sydney. you see the like, old tacky palm tree motel,
0: yeah, with the signage that hasn't been updated in thirty years, <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: but yeah, um, yeah, nostalgic. I think Queensland um has started renovating a lot of them and making oh, them like mm-hmm. insta chic, which I'm like, ah. Oh, Yes, putting that on my on my road trip <laughs> wish list.
0: So you have this history of traveling up to twenty two hours. So does that thought intimidate you at all now? If you were to like turn around next week and think, let's go on this road trip? No,
1: not at all. As an adult, as a young adult, and then as a, a pretend grown up. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) I have done like several trips like up the East Coast with friends Mm. and sort of across from the Northern Territory to Western Australia and you don't really think about the distance I think and maybe it's something that you kind of get used to if you spend a lot of time in Australia that that distance is something that Mm. comes with a holiday and if you're okay with the fact that you're going to drive a few hours on end and kind of Mm. just embrace that, I think it, it becomes really kind of meditative. I know that sounds odd
2: so for some context Jane is one of my more outdoorsy friends I think you're one of the first people that introduced me to camping and I think you taught me how to set up a tent and also Jane's one of those people who's really up for doing stuff and it's always a very nice vibe when you do something with Jane so I think that is also a big part if you are going to do something that's different because if you're going to go into like doing a 40 hour drive like it's going to be terrible <laughs> from the start it's going to freaking be terrible yeah you know, self-fulfilling yeah so what is fixed do you have an
0: idea of a set number of days that you had to come back by or is it just completely all open-ended and it might end up being like twice as long as you thought it yeah be?
1: and I guess the, the two main road trips that I've been on one's been the east coast and one's been um, from the northern territory to Perth and I think it's, it's up to how you like to travel I think there's always two types of travelers they're the ones that like plan it three months out so they get the best airbnb and you know they know where the the good coffee is and then there's there's the non-planners who either have a planner partner or they're just you know they're just like oh I don't really mind let's just take it easy and sort of Mm. see where the journey takes us I think when I was a lot younger we did the east coast we had a month we kind of knew we we had to be back in, in Melbourne by a certain time and we wanted to go as mm-hmm. far up to the top of Australia, that pointy bit as far as Cape Tribulation. Wow. Yeah. And then the competition that I won that Daph kind of talked about. Yeah, tell us Yeah, about so it was a video competition and you had to submit this video of why you'd be the best person to go on this road trip and it was for Avis Australia, <laughs> so the car rental company.
0: Oh. Oh yeah,
1: yeah. And they basically wanted people to um, collect content and shoot images and video for them to use for their right. for their Instagram that they were launching.
0: So Avis was asking about this video. I guess they wanted content created.
1: Yeah, and this was outside of work, so I was just sort of an everyday punter. Mm-hmm. Um, and someone was like, "Oh, they don't have many video entries because." Video entries are a hard mechanism. Um so we submitted our video and then um you had to put in your preferred leg. So the idea was around Australia in 60 days to kind of mimic the book around the world. So there was um Perth right through to Adelaide, Adelaide like up to like Canberra. Wow. We hadn't had much of a chance to see um the top of Australia or like quite like there's a big bit in the middle that no one really mm-hmm. traverses between Darwin and Perth. Yeah. And, and there's amazing national parks with like the oldest rocks in the world and, and things like this. Um, so that was our preferred route. We're like, yes, Darwin to Exmouth. Let's do it.
2: Did you have to do a lot of preparation for the trip? Like what was the prep yeah. that went into the trip?
1: Because it was a competition and it was kind of corporatized it was all very planned and set out and you know we had several meetings because we had kit we had a gopro we had an iphone as opposed to road trips i'd done in the past they pretty much handed over a pdf with an itinerary that was planned for us and because there was a time frame Mm -hmm. it was like oh you need to go from here to here because the car so they gave us a car and the car did the whole drive around australia So the car like needed to be at a certain spot, Um, but of course we didn't play by the rules and and we kind (laughs) of (laughs) cheated and yeah we drove um, across like a long stretch of road a lot quicker than we wanted to because we wanted to get to Broome and spend an extra night
0: there. So what does it look like when a company says that? planning a road trip for you because like did they book all your accommodation or is it just that they gave you a car and said go to these places by this time
1: yeah it was very very structured right and i think there was a massive knowledge gap because the people who were planning the trip obviously weren't tourism operators or so um i've since been back to the northern territory and you know we bypassed these gorgeous hot springs and it would have just been like a five-minute detour to go to these, like, crystal clear blue hot springs. Did
0: anyone travel with you or is it just you and your friend?
1: So just just the two of us. And it (laughs) was, there was, like, so much awkward car time. Like, at one point we renamed Australia Mars because (laughs) we were just driving through the desert. We didn't see a car for, like, five hours and it was just flat red dirt. And the heat of the road, you know, when it causes that mirage, you kind of, it was almost like you were stuck in fear and loathing. Like you started to kind of question reality because nothing changed around Mm. you. You're like, am I going anywhere?
0: (laughs) Are we moving?
1: (laughs) It actually started to kind of like, yeah, and you can understand when you see all these sort of Hollywood films about. Like dramatizing road trips or like horror Mm. films where people kind of go nuts in the desert.
2: Was it ever scary or like touchy moments during this road trip?
1: Yeah, of course. We were two females, we were traveling by ourselves, Mm -hmm. we were in quite isolated Mm -hmm. destinations. There was, yeah, there was one like super scary moment which doesn't outweigh all the other amazing moments, but Mm -hmm. we were in the middle of. Uh, a national park in Western Australia. There's a gorgeous place called Emma Gorge. Uh, and, yeah, it's like this waterfall and it's amazing. And we bumped into these people at this, like, desert oasis. And they're like, oh, you have to go to the grotto. Small walk down um, to the middle of this, like, valley and then there's, like, a deep pool that you can swim in. And they was just a, like, lovely old couple. And we're like, oh, okay, it's a bit of a detour on our way out of the park. So we drive and Mm -hmm. there was something about like we got to this grotto and it was like very, very rural, not marked on the map. Like we'd managed to find it and we we get out and we're the only ones in the car park and we kind Mm -hmm. of like transcend into this this gully with this deep gorge and I don't know if it's because it was so quiet or um, there was like kind of skeletons of dead animals along the way Um, and when we got to the bottom of this this gorge and this grotto, there was like a plaque that that kind of explained that no one knew how deep the water was, this body of water in front of us. And it had, like, there was just a moment where we were like, no one knows where we are. This feels very horror movie-esque. It was, like, very arid, very dry, and then you've got this, like, still body of water that felt like it had hidden things in it. Like oh yeah
2: and I can like
0: picture yeah, that there's a point in the film when you're yelling at the characters to get the hell out of there exactly yeah.
1: and like and as like a human your instincts are just like your anxieties and are yep. like okay and we pretty much like ran up these like you know stairs <laughs> just hoping that there wasn't another car in the car park like it was just one of those things right. where it's like if there's someone else there like we're stuffed.
2: Oh my gosh, that's chilling. And the both of you felt the same way. Like it was like a mutual feeling. Which was even scarier. It wasn't. Yeah, because it's a gut feel. Yeah. And nothing happened.
1: I know you hear about the First Nation people. They talk about the land very differently. And, you know, mm-hmm. there's, there's mm-hmm. they think there's spirits. Yeah, and you respect and... the land and there's
2: different energies. Yeah, And
1: mm. there was just something about like, the water and the environment when we got to the bottom, that just didn't sit well.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: And yeah, so, but we didn't, we didn't ever communicate it to each other. We were just like going on a hike and it wasn't until we got back into the car and like locked ourselves in the car that we were like, what just happened?
2: Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, What were some of the highlights
0: from that trip?
1: Yeah, so as part of the trip, they had organized a lot of activities and those activities like included fixed wing flights, like swimming with crocodiles in this, like, wow. crocodile oh, um, cage uh, <laughs> snorkeling in the Ningaloo Reef, which is sort of famous for the whale sharks during yeah. whale shark season. Oh, wow, that's so Yeah, amazing. we weren't there for whale shark season, but, you know, they had manta rays and we got mm. to go out on the boat. So I think, yeah, the fixed wing flight over the Bungle Bungles, which is a kind of landmark in Australia, they weren't actually discovered until the 80s. Um, because no one like it's quite a remote area in Western Australia and mm. I'm just out of um Kununara, which is kind of famous for fruit production and sandalwood. Uh and no one had really seen it from the sky and so they were discovered quite quite recently and they're these kind of epic honeycomb shaped mountains. Uh that wow. look Yeah. And and you can walk through them, and apparently it's very surreal, and you kind of feel like you're in a Doctor Zeus book. <laughs> um, but we had the ability to like fly over with this really knowledgeable pilot, so that was just a highlight.
0: How special? Yeah. It sounds like you've been in all the corners of Australia. <sighs> so you've been up Cape Trib, and then Broome, NT. You've been to Perth well yeah 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 so what are there parts that you still want to road trip that are uncharted territories um
1: yeah I haven't done like much of Tasmania um mm. even though it's quite small like yeah I've, I've kind of done the Nullarbor I have done on reflection and you saying that I've I've done quite a bit of Australia I've been lucky enough to see it all Um uh, but yeah Adelaide I think is is somewhere I'd like to go. I guess mm. that I made a concerted effort um, in my late 20s to see more of Australia and mm-hmm. and I think now in this post-COVID world, hopefully people will start to travel more in, in their backyard because, yeah. you know, a lot of people go to America to see Arizona and Utah but they've never yeah, been that's so they've never been to Cape Levesque. Yeah. And you're like, or, you know, Stanley demichasm chasm I always get it wrong (laughs) um Mm -hmm. (laughs) in in central Australia and we have such diverse range of landscapes and
0: so diverse and And so 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 unique yeah like so so unique and different yeah and you mm -hmm. can get a bit of everything
1: yeah, and you also don't have to spend a lot of money. And I think mm-hmm. people have this perception that Australia is really expensive and you know because our cost of living is quite high and and so they think oh traveling like you know I can go to Bali or I can go to somewhere in Southeast mm. Asia and I can have this luxe holiday whereas if I travel in my own country it's going to cost a lot of money. Mm. But driving and especially if you have your own car um, or you want to get one of those amazing wicked vans um, it actually allows you to to see a different side of the city and you know when we were traveling up near Queensland we had the most amazing experiences where you know the trees were just filled with mangoes and we were I would, like pick pick them
0: and that was wow, sort of our really lunch. right off the tree.
1: Right off the tree and I know it what sounds yeah it sounds like made up but it's it's a tropical kind of oasis and yeah and you know a lot of people were like oh I could never afford to do the Whit Sundays and there's these epic five star resorts but we just kayak around it and and a camping permit to stay on Whit Sunday Islands ten bucks
0: wow so like <laughs> yeah there's different ways to do it
1: huh? yeah and it does seem scary yeah. but it's once you just organize a kayak grab some food organize your 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 camping permits like if you've got a radio like if you're in trouble like we have coast guards (laughs) but yeah
0: yeah definitely like having lived in Canada for four years I've traveled this country way more than I have Australia so that's kind of one of my determinations when I get back is to just see all the corners of it because even you talking about um Xmith, I know I wanted to get there once mm-hmm. and I attempted it I flew all the way into Broome and then we were gonna drive down but then it was hurricane season who knew hurricanes were a thing <laughs> because it's not a reality yeah. in Sydney but yeah I definitely want to see more of the country because yeah as Daph was saying it's very unique very diverse and just so untouched yeah. I would say
2: I'm so inspired do you have any takeaway or tips for people who would like to try road trips yeah and
0: for like people like us that want to get started yeah
1: of course Um, I think you need to find a balance of planning and not planning Mm -hmm. so start with how long you've got and then find a balance Mm -hmm. of a place that you can kind of cover off and give yourself the time to explore or like spend a bit more time so it's kind of like say mm. you want to go from A to B but you have like two kind of milestone spots where you're like, okay, right. I've mm. got three days to get to Broome. It doesn't really matter what happens in those mm. three days. And so I think that gives you the balance of you can plan your accommodation and, and feel like you've got a little bit of structure mm. but you've also got that freedom. So I think that would that would be my key tip.
0: Well, thank you so much. I feel very inspired yeah. to plan
2: out my Australia road trip in sixty days road trip. <laughs> this has been such a fun conversation, Jane, and I cannot wait to go on a road trip with you when I'm back in Australia.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah, thanks. It's made me even wanna go on a road trip again. Me
0: too. <laughs> <laughs> so now's the time of our podcast where we
2: ask some frequently asked FAQs. questions. so we usually ask our guests the same questions Mm -hmm. but we have made a few tweaks to the questions june do you want (laughs) to kick us off
0: slight tweaks so the first one jane what's one thing that you're really proud that you did before 30 and this does not have to be road trip related although it can be if that's what you would like to talk about (laughs) Hmm.
1: um one thing that i'm really proud of uh, that I did was start my own business and mm. that seems like such a big thing to jump into and and when I did yeah. it I think ignorance was bliss and I was 24 and I just kind of thought it was a different kind of job um and now as I'm like a grown-up and you know a lot of other people have moved jobs and had families and I kind of definitely prioritized my mm. career I'm very thankful that I did it then without all the pressures that i have now in life i think i kind of got a head start on doing that um due to my naivety
0: <laughs> that's amazing i feel like you should come back and talk about this i want to hear more <laughs> so the second question what's one thing that you would recommend everyone try before they're 30 oh uh, you could broadcast this to every single <laughs> under 30 year old right now
1: I think if I was to look back, yeah, on being a young whippersnapper, um, <laughs> I definitely was like very, very studious and took life very, very seriously, and and thought there were certain steps that I needed to take. Where I think there's there's definitely some value in just enjoying that freedom and that time mm. and that that lack of commitment and responsibility.
0: Yeah, definitely guilty there.
1: And then you, you become an adult and, and all that seriousness is put on top of you and that responsibility mm. and then you kind of have that perspective where you're like, damn it, <laughs> why didn't I mm-hmm. enjoy it more when it was a little bit more feasible? Mm.
2: So the last question I had for you, Jane, is something that you would like to say to your 40-year-old self. Oh, I whoa. Know crazy to think, but you know, oh, it will come man. fast at
1: us. 40-year-old self. You're only halfway. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, that's new. Haven't had that one before. <laughs> you're only halfway. I don't, it's like, yeah, yeah I think I
1: think there is a massive issue with how we perceive age, um, and especially and for women, right? Especially for women and ageism like in our careers, and and we forget that you know we are like get to forty, and you're probably only halfway through your life, and you've still got a lot of life yeah and mm. so much to learn and so much to see and, and we kind of get swept so up so much in to and, give you know kind of old and had it or, oh no I'm 40 mm. when it's like you're coming into the formative years you've got a lot mm. more perspective you know a lot more about yourself a better sense of self and um and, you know, you're potentially starting to have a family or change careers or, mm. if you're lucky, retire. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, very lucky. Very lucky, yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, like you're only halfway. You've you've still got the second half of your life and, and don't let a number or too many candles on a birthday cake get you mm. down.
0: You would be <laughs> a great road trip buddy. Feel like there'd be a good mix oh, of banter so cool. and serious existential <laughs> conversation.
1: The one thing that everyone can practice, then, and it was like a road, like a road trip game that I learned like on shoot, like travelling for work, mm-hmm. and um, so you have to kind of guess the lyrics of the song, mm-hmm. um, but you have to ask the song with a question. Or, like, try and prompt someone with a question. So there's two rules. The first rule, so the game's called Pop Quiz Hotshot. <laughs> and the first rule is before you ask a question, you have to say Pop Quiz Hotshot. So everyone okay, knows so the important. game has started. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> like, if you're in a car, you can just bust out Pop Quiz Hotshot. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. And then, yeah, and then the second rule is you're not allowed to hum the song mm-hmm. um, or, like, give like or sing it and so an example if we want to practice playing it is pop quiz hot Shot.
0: game has started It started <laughs> it's on game yep. has
1: started <laughs> and then everyone's like okay okay um <laughs> where can you check in anytime you like but you can never leave
2: hotel california <laughs> yes <Whoa>. <laughs> <laughs> nailed it yes success <laughs> okay wow
0: that's a good game i love how Daff got so excited as well yeah like, oh, i know
1: this. and some people will take forever and they just can't get it and they can't like say the question the right way or they'd never guess the song but yeah um, you guys have now got a training activity for our next oh yeah okay. we'll, <laughs> practice. we'll practice
0: we'll between practice between now and when we get back to australia yeah. so
2: we can be good road trip pop quiz hot shot buddies yeah <laughs> So that is the end of our episode, Take a Road Trip. Thank you so much, Jane, once again, for being a guest on this show. June, what are we talking about next week?
0: We are talking about unplugging for 10 days. So (laughs) Daph and I just wrapped up 10 days being phoneless. So we'll be telling you all the highs and all the lows of that phone digital detox adventure. So yeah, Mm -hmm. tune in. Well, that was really fun. Thank you
2: again, Jane. Thanks, yeah, Jane. thank you, guys. Yeah. Thanks for having me. And yeah, if you enjoyed this episode, give us a like. Uh, we always appreciate reviews on Apple. Yes, um, we like those. And, yes, and message us on DM, Instagram. Messages and blah, blah, blah. Have Tell a good one, things. everybody.
0: <laughs> okay, blah, blah, blah.
2: Bye. Bye. <laughs> Bye.